Songezo Mapete on SAFM. To artists, sometimes storytelling comes naturally, with the story starting on a single sheet of paper which doesn't end until there's an entire screenplay. Certain subject matters compel an artist to revisit them again and again and again, building on a concept or pushing it in different directions. This is true for Remnants of a Dead Brain. The play is about the intricacies and realities of living with mental health issues or mental health (coughs) illnesses. It is one that looks into the behaviours and triggers of a depressed mind. This evening we discussed the power and significance of using arts to encourage public discourse around important social and societal matters that otherwise seem to be taboo or are better left unsaid. Mr. Tafara Nyatsanza, writer and director of the mental health play Remnants of the Dead Brain, is on SAFM this evening. Tafara, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Why is this important? Why is this subject of, or the plot especially, on mental health so important and so opportune, if not appropriate, the way that you have directed the screenplay? Um, well, thank you. Thank you for that question. It's not really a screenplay, it's a theatre production, which um, yes, tells the, the story of um, mental wellness and mental illness, especially focusing on the black youth and just how a lot of us, because we are afraid to speak of how depressed we are and how mentally not okay we are, we end up resorting to silence and committing suicide and having so many suicidal attempts. And that was really the inspiration behind the story and the plot itself. So many black people that were losing to suicide and mental illness, that they're not speaking up. And it's high time we start having the conversation amongst ourselves to sort of try to find the solution and the cause behind how we're feeling. How do we get to the point where we break the critical or we get to to that critical point that we can cross over? In other words, there must be a line that says as a society that should be our target. We need to cross that line so that we can get, first of all, mental health illness to be treated like any other illnesses, depressions and matters incidental to that to be conditions that a person can suffer like they can and do flu so that the taboo associated with that, the resource allocation and distribution to treat that, and even our social consciousness as a people reflects in part the normality of the condition or the illness, but also a society that is moving in the right direction to accommodate people who suffer from that as we do accommodate anybody with any other illness so that we can actually make meaningful inroads in attending to the taboos associated with mental illness and the like. What what needs to be done, or what is that critical point that, as a society, we need to engage to? Um, well, having having engaged in conversation with one of the psychologists that appeared at the show on Friday last week, Dr. Elvis Munatwa, he highlighted how when you go to therapy due to mental health issues or mental, living with mental illness, you find that you you just need to talk to someone who can help you find um, activities and ways of handling life on a day-to-day basis. So when you go to therapy, you don't just get those however many sessions and then you find. You, you sort of are equipped with the tools 
of how to live with a mental illness. So with that being said, I personally think um, that something like therapy or psychology should be implemented in the education system and something like mathematics or English or drama that we take in high school so that we can be equipped on how to deal with this on a daily basis from a young age up until, you know, we are able to function in normal society sort of after tissue level. I feel like that's the solution that society or the country or the people of the nation can, the, the kind of steps that we can start to take to help ourselves. Tell us more about Remnants of a Dead Brain. You are the writer and director of the theater production. Yeah, it is um, It's a story that focuses on teens that needed a bride. These are friends who've known each other from a very young age, but they all have different mental illnesses and they live and deal with them differently. Uh, specifically, we have schizophrenia, bipolar, ADHD, and anxiety-induced psychosis. And uh, the characters individually, uh, I mean, collectively, they're connected to a single point of trauma in which they all experience a traumatic experience all at once. And then how they dealt with that after affected their mental health and how they are easily triggered by one another and any sort of thing that they come across in a day-to-day life. And so it sort of highlights how each and every one of us are dealing with a sort of thing or sort of mental health issue without knowing what the next person is dealing with. And sometimes they involuntarily trigger one another. It includes the emotional shock that doesn't really help or that makes it difficult to have good mental health. Talking about all of that, what would have triggered you to write? Is this something that comes from personal experience or some form of exposure? Or was it just your, was it the activist within you to highlight the plight of those who suffer from mental illness and related conditions? Wow, great question. I, I can't really say that it's a personal experience that inspired this, but part of the personal experiences and also part of what's happening around in the country. I mean, We've lost so many people to suicide over the years. And that was a sort of trigger of like, every time someone commits suicide and you hear about it on the news, and it, it feels so personal. And I had to personally get into that personal space as well of the odd thoughts and odd feelings that I personally have that I think we all have, but we're, we're afraid to speak up about it. And we're afraid to be, to be embarrassed or to be shunned upon and be like, oh, you're depressed, so this is not going to work out, or stuff like that. So I had to go deep within myself to find the common thing that everyone else has. And I also called out the play with a friend of mine, Tempela Kiawana, who also included some of their own experiences. I'm not sure if they were personal or they were external, but you get to find that, you know, as, as part of a generation, you share certain feelings with certain people. And mm. as, as, as youth or as um, a student when I was still at UCT, you find that oh, even though I may not feel this 100%, I do feel it 50% or you might find that someone else can explain it better, the feeling. So it all comes from the little feelings and the little thoughts that you have and you trust yourself with that or you don't trust yourself with that. And that's what I feel like makes a good story because 
there's a level of truth that is too personal and too raw that everyone else can connect to. And I understand that the final show is taking place this Wednesday at 15 hours. Um, tell us more about the production and how it has been received. Well, the production, um, <laughs> we, we, have, we have three days of October theatre at the space.com. We opened up on the 26th of October on Wednesday, and uh, not a lot of people pulled up, but uh, they came and they loved what they saw. They thought that the script was too raw, too authentic, and too triggering. Someone said they were triggered and they were in the audience because they shared a similar experience with one of the characters, and they felt that this play was very important and that a lot of people need to see it. So um, that, that, that was... That was that was a thing. I was like, oh, wow. So someone really connected personally to this, which was beforehand. That was the whole intention anyway, not just to trigger people, but to help people heal. So for me as the director of the show, I used a, um, a certain style of buto and the theater of cruelty, which were these styles that I learned in university. And using that as the background or as the backbone for how the whole production unfolds sort of connects or makes the link between how we all have a mental illness. So beyond the way it's written, according to the way it's directed and the way it is cast and the way the characters engage with one another, you get to find that it it threads every single person to every other person. Yeah. One next to the, other, the people in the taxis, the people in the buses. Anyway, Look, I'm going to have to go, unfortunately. Um, I was, I was hoping sure. for a more succinct response. But Tavara, thank you so much. <laughs> Writer and director of the mental health play Remnants of a Dead Brain, Mr. Tafara Nyatsanza. It is 2201. I beg your pardon to you, my dear friend. Of course, I couldn't respond to the lovely greeting you offered earlier on. But it is 2201 with Gimudubi Bakhalimere.